Welcome to On the Same Page, an Ithacan podcast where we dive into the latest top stories in news, sports, and life and culture. I'm your co-host, Emma Kirsting. And I'm Claire Shanahan. First up this week, we have a conversation with sophomore sports editor Billy Wood about the women's lacrosse canned food drive that they hosted this Halloween. Then we'll be speaking with first-year reporter Kaylee Banda about local bookstores in Ithaca and how they strive for inclusivity on their shelves. And lastly, we were not able to speak to the newswriters this week, but the news front is about the Israel-Hamas war and how Ithaca College is responding to that. And that was written by news editor Lorian Tyne and life and culture editor Vivian Rose. And now Emma and I are joined by sophomore assistant sports editor Billy Wood, who wrote this week's sports front. Tell us what it was about, Billy. So this week's sports front that I wrote was about the Halloween can drive that the women's lacrosse team was doing. And it was a lot more than just that. It kind of expanded into just the overall charitable causes that the women's lacrosse team does because they have this certain approach where the team is very like free-flowing in their choosing these causes and they do it on their own I think which is really impressive because a lot of times you'll see with college teams and teams in general groups in general I think you know it will kind of feel like an obligation sometimes is an obligation but for this team uh, Haley Armstrong who I talked to and Maggie Mandel and uh, a bunch of other players that I wasn't able to talk to organize these things on their own and all their teammates pretty much follow along and really support them with these people coming out with passionate things that they care about that they want to support just kind of out of the blue and they'll immediately get these responses and I thought that was really really cool so we dove into that a little bit and then also looked at the Southside Community Center which was the organization that the Halloween can drive was proceeds were going towards and they're going through it a little bit right now but they've been a big institution in Ithaca for a while since 1934 yeah, they're they're going through it right now. The city was kind of talking about doing some budget cuts on them. I believe a, r- around 40% of the budget. But last week, they kind of came together and rallied and got that off the table for the city. So it's still up in the air. But as of right now, they didn't vote on it or anything like that because of the community support. And talking to them really showed kind of how important this support from, you know, can drive and just support overall from the community how crucial that is right now to them and kind of on the other side of it how important teams and you know students that are have such busy schedules have the time and the willingness to do this community service which is really I think a necessary thing in the Ithaca community. That sounds great. Why did you guys decide to cover this story for the paper? Like it's the lacrosse team so it relates to sports but what kind of made you guys want to cover this story and also make it the top story this week? Well, I think, obviously, it's it's very seasonal. You only get one issue where you can cover something surrounded around Halloween. So we had a lot of fun with design with that. And I just think it's an important thing and something that stuck out with the women's lacrosse team in general, that they were have been so involved in community service and things like that. Uh, I guess I'll get into a little bit more than just the can drive that they're involved in, since that the it gets into that a little bit more as well. So Maggie Mandel, who I also talked to, organized an Alzheimer's walk 
last year, and I believe they're planning to do it again this year. But her grandmother died and was had Alzheimer's uh, before, so it's a very sensitive topic to her. And she went through that, and basically through the support of our teammates, I, I think they were the second leading fundraisers for that for that walk, which I think was really incredible. Since they had to split it with another walk, they also did a suicide awareness walk, prevention walk. That, that was on the same day. Coincidentally, that was organized by another teammate. So they split up and they still did all this, all this great stuff and still, you know, were second in fundraising for that, which I think was, you know, incredible. And that was all last year. And this year they did the can drive which they did very, very well on this year, as I believe as well from what Haley said. I think they filled like 30 bags and filled the truck again, which is one thing that happened last year, the first year that they did run it. Haley said that they filled up Coach Moore's truck pretty much full of just donations, which was incredible for pretty much just going around and being like, hey, do you guys have anything, you know, going on to give us here? And, and they did. So that was really cool. They did that again this year. And then also... Uh, Maggie, who I was talking to, said that they usually volunteer at a children's lacrosse event game type thing tournament around Halloween. Unfortunately, they weren't asked to do that this year or something came up and they couldn't. But they're very involved in that as well. And pretty much they come up with things on their own and really just make it happen. And I think that's what's really impressive with all of that and uh, what drew us to the story. Um, just how much how much they do in the community and from other teams I mean other teams do a bunch of great things as well but it, it just really stuck out to us how much they were doing and how independently they were doing coach Moore made that very very evident that the players are the ones who kind of show what they're passionate about and bring it to the team and make everything happen and just that independence and that willingness to go go do this community service while having such a tough schedule as a student athlete was just really intriguing and something that we wanted to pursue. Since you brought it up, I'd love to have a bit of a behind the scenes editor conversation. You mentioned that one of the reasons that you chose this story and not necessarily the main reason was that it was cool to do some interesting like graphics and designs that go with it and I'm curious like how much do the possibility of visuals play into choosing a top story and how do you come up with those what is that like relationship like with working with the design and photo teams yeah so I mean coming up with fronts me and Tess will brainstorm story ideas first of course and then we'll figure out whichever one is kind of the best visually and is also strong in, in what we think will be its quality. So the idea in general. This week with the can drive story, obviously, like I said before, Halloween season, all that, just seemed like it would be really cool to mess with kind of pumpkin faces or cans. We wanted to do something with the lacrosse thing. I had a, a stupid idea that <laughs> that was just a lacrosse stick, you know, throwing cans with the faces on them. We didn't end up doing that. But we, uh, at meetings, will bring it up uh, initially to design Molly and Grace. They're great. They make our stuff look way better than it should be from the little inputs that we give them. I don't know how they do it, but they do. And we thank them for that. Yeah, so we had some cool designs here. We got to get a lot of flack for doing maps sometimes. We're big map people. We had some little like road designs coming in and out of the story that I thought were really, really cool. And the cans with the Halloween front on it as well was also a really cool design. And yeah, I guess it's more of a collaboration of 
okay, what's going to be a good story idea, but also at the same time, what's going to look the best visually. And I think that this design came out really, really well. I, I'm very proud of how that worked out and I think the story was good as well. And yeah, that's, that's kind of how the process comes together. It's not super glamorous, but it, it, it comes together and it all works out at the end. I feel like oftentimes in reporting, especially for sports, when you're writing feature, for the listeners at home who don't know, I've written for sports in the past. But anyways, context, I've written for sports. I feel like with writing feature stories in the sports section, oftentimes it's kind of about going beyond what's happening on the field and finding out something new. So what's something new that you learned when you were doing your reporting for this story? So one new thing that I learned that I really got into, we already knew we knew the surface level of their involvement in the community and the involvement with the can drive and things like that. But one thing that I wanted to kind of pursue was, okay, you guys are doing all this kind of off the field, charitable, like really morally good things with your free time. How does that connect to you as the whole team? Like, how does that translate over to the field? Because, you know, it's a sports section. It's great that we're just covering a team doing charitable events. That's cool. That's, that's awesome. And we would love to cover that more in the future. But connecting it back to what the team is, how the team plays, and things like that, I think was something that I wanted to kind of touch on a little bit. And we did. Maggie said that pretty much you know, instilling kind of these moral values into the team brings the team closer together, makes the team kind of better people. And at the same time, being vulnerable, being vulnerable and kind of, you know, showing these things that are really tough things that are personal topics and having that open dialogue and being able to see that, yes, all these, all your teammates support you in kind of the things that you've gone through or family members have gone through and just it brings together the team I think in a way that really nothing else could because you know when you're spending time with your teammates off the field it brings you closer together but once you really get to know these things that are really you know eating at someone the the, the reasons why you know the reasons why you know some people live for you know the causes that people are passionate about and the things that people have gone through, then that's when you really start to get a connection. And I think we've seen that on the field with the women's lacrosse team. You know, they're very connected. They know each other pretty much in and out. And are one of the tightest groups, I think, that I've talked to in a while. And I think a lot of that goes back to having this vulnerability with each other and, you know, passing that down to each class that keeps coming in. And in a way, I think, kind of grows this sisterhood that, shows itself on the field and shows itself outside of the field and shows itself in the service that they do in the community. Thanks for joining us again, Billy. Just to wrap up, is there anything else about this story that you want to share? Just that I, I thought that the story was really cool, uh, the people involved were really cool, and that, you know, the charitable causes that they they had out there um, that they're doing, I think, are very valuable. I know I didn't really get to talk a lot about Southside, but, you know, they're a pillar of the community. I think that the women's lacrosse team supporting them was awesome and i think that they need all the support really they can get at this point so you know if you you want to support ithaca in any way you possibly can i'd say you know reach out over there and give them a look give the article a look and you know see all these great things that these people are doing and uh 
kind of the support for the community that uh, I think the community really needs right now. And I think it was just really cool to, to get to see that and kind of see where people come from when they're doing all these great things. Be sure to check out Billy's article on theithigan.org. It's called Trick-or-Treating for the Community, Women's Lacrosse Gives Back in Their Own Way. Some great reporting here. Also, fun fact, I took the picture. So <laughs> it'd be cool if you guys look at that too. I'm here now with Kaylee Banda, a first-year journalism major who wrote an article for the Life and Culture section, Bookstores in Ithaca Create Inclusive Spaces. Kaylee, welcome to On the Same Page. Could you start off by describing this article to us a little bit? Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having me. So my article was a branch off of an article I wrote a few weeks ago that covered the banned book readout that the library hosted during Banned Books Week. And in the reporting process for that article, I interviewed Lisa Swayze at Buffalo Street Books, and she gave me really great insight into diversity and inclusion and their values at the bookstore. And her interview inspired me to write a completely separate article that really highlighted bookstores in the Ithaca community and how they promote diversity and inclusivity in their spaces and how that is a valuable add to the community. That sounds great. I love that you had a story a few weeks ago that you kind of saw a way to build off of that and create a whole new story. Like, I love when things like click like that. The journalism mindset is she's present. So my next question, I would just ask you kind of reached out to your sources from your previous article so were could you elaborate more on who your sources were for this article like who knew did you reach out to and stuff like that so Ithaca has two indie bookstores or independent bookstores one being Buffalo Street Books and the other being Odyssey Bookstore so I had interviewed as I said earlier Lisa Swayze from Buffalo Street Books and from there, I reached out to Laura Larson, who is the owner of Odyssey Bookstore. And so I wanted to get both of their perspectives on what it is like to be an indie bookstore in Ithaca and why they feel it is important and how they promote diversity in their stores. And from there, I also reached out to Kathy Michael, who is a librarian her interview is not in the print edition but will be seen in the online edition she also gave me a perspective on book banning a little bit more and how she sees diversity as an important ad i also was able to reach out to a customer when i visited the stores to take the photo and she talked about why she enjoys going to odyssey bookstore and why she feels it is a safe place in the community that she enjoys going to. Yeah, that sounds great. And so you're a first year student here, and this semester is kind of your first time really involving yourself with the local area. So could you speak on maybe something you didn't know before that you learned while doing your reporting for this story? I definitely learned a lot when I was reporting for this story. I didn't know that either of these bookstores existed before I wrote the first article, and 
when I got further into the research, I was able to learn about Odyssey and Buffalo, and I visited the stores multiple times during the research process, and it really gave me a deeper sense of community here. I'm an avid reader, so I love bookstores, and where I live, they don't have independent bookstores. I really only shop at Barnes & Noble, so it was really, really interesting to get to visit these stores and be greeted by the owner and get to ask them about their life's work and their passions and why they value the Ithaca community so much. Um, it was also really great to just experience the, the warmth in the environments. Odyssey Bookstore especially is kind of set up in a way where it feels like a house. There's a lot of like vintage chairs and warm lighting and it was just a really comfortable space that I will definitely be visiting more in my time here. That sounds great. And to kind of give our listeners who haven't written for the Ithacan or maybe haven't written an article before, could you describe any challenges that might have come up in your reporting? Yeah, so definitely there are always challenges, as with everything. For this article in particular, it was important for me to really capture the importance of having an inclusive space in the current times and I I am a white female and I cannot completely understand everything that marginalized groups go through but I wanted to really do thorough research to be able to capture how that could feel and why it is important for people like me who are not in a, as marginalized of a group to be able to empathize uh, through the reading of diverse books. So not only is diverse literature valuable for people in those marginalized groups to see themselves through stories, it is also important for everyone to be able to read those books and educate themselves to build more empathy and compassion in the Ithaca community. And I think if everyone were to go to these stores and go out of their comfort zone to read something new, I think that it would truly strengthen the community in a really unique way. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Thank you so much for answering the question so far, Kaylee. And just to wrap up, is there anything else on your mind about this piece that you want to share? I just really want to emphasize the importance of supporting local. I think it is especially important to have these spaces in our community where people can come together and feel welcome and they are only able to stay open if people in the community support them so I would really encourage everyone to just go visit them check them out and hopefully pick up a book absolutely thank you so much again for joining us Kaylee it was great to have you on the show This has been On the Same Page. Thank you so much again to our reporters who met with us this week. You can listen to On the Same Page anywhere you find podcasts when you search The Ithacan or go to theithacan.org and find us in the Multimedia tab.